What's in the queue? 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 Okay, so the reason there was $5 or $10, now I don't know what I did with it. That's right. Oh, thank you. Uh, I specifically got cash out because I'm like, oh, I'm going in at 2.30. There's a, a coffee shop now yeah. at our place of employment. Not on my half. Well, on my half of the employment, yeah. there's a coffee shop. Uh, I'm like, oh, this is great. The third shift guy gives me a break about six i can go get some coffee and some little donut holes that have a funny name that go with the coffee shop that i'm not gonna say you know the ones i'm talking about mm-hmm. okay uh you know tim, tim bits you know, oh little donut oh. holes tim bits oh okay it's, it's a round little donut yeah yeah it's delicious delightful um they're closed yeah so uh third shift team later is the greatest guy I have ever met. He went out and got like two or three of us Starbucks, came back and brought us like venti coffees from what? Starbucks. And somebody else brought donuts into work today. Shut so up. I lucked into free donuts, a free coffee, free pumpkin spice, which I mean, you know my basic nature. I need you it. I love it. There. <sighs> so I, I survived I survived today. With, hey. with with the universe took care of Emily. See? And now that I'm seeing your hair live and in person, yes, I super duper extra love it. Thank you. It, you added uh, more colors in than the last time you got it done. Correct. I added some blue yeah. in. Well, I didn't. I had a lovely lady add it right. in for me. Because let's be real. <laughs> um, so now, so now there is amethyst, fuchsia, orange, and sapphire. Yeah, I dig. I have stripper names in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I contemplate on the regular coloring this mop in fun colors i get suggestions from people on sure. facebook a lot sure to do like the rainbows to the do oil slick yeah to, yeah to just go Princess to town Celestia, the shit out of yeah because they want i think they're fascinated with the curl factor right and seeing the color yeah with the curls yeah and i think about it and i'm like well I'm not too good at keeping up on my hair, even though I am a licensed cosmetologist. <laughs> it is sad to say I take care of plenty of other people's hair, just not my own. That's fair. You know, it is what it is. It, you know, and, it, and honestly, the only reason I keep the, pur- I, I do the purple in the winter yeah. because I'm not getting into swimming pools. Right. If. I dunked this into a swimming pool, it'd be gone in a week. Yeah. And I'm not going to spend $80 on my hair every month. No. But that's, like, that's my me money. Yeah. You know, like, that's a little bit of me yeah. money that I just set aside that, you know, that's my happy time. That's yeah. my happy hour and a half that yeah. I get to relax and let somebody take care of me. Yeah. I it's, never it's spend care. money on myself. It's, like, it's kind of nice. It kind of, I don't know what you're talking about. You're fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> never. <laughs> I didn't get my first massage until this year because I'm like, I can't justify spending that money on myself. Yeah. And so somebody very awesome got me a gift card for my birthday and I went and then that evening I ended up in the hospital with kidney stone and had to have another kidney stone surgery when that happens do you feel like the universe is like bitch no yeah i feel like you know this person asked me are you gonna go get another massage and i said i i will 
but not my back. Right. Because apparently that stirred it up. <laughs> the toxins released. Right. Things started moving. Sure. I was scheduled for the surgery at the end of the month. Uh-huh. And, well. JK, LOL, smiley face. Yes. But, it's very, very soon. Okay. Latest, <laughs> Krishana's Medical Corner. Okay? okay. Krishana's Medical Corner. KMC. Um, I am hopefully very soon going to be getting <laughs> surgery. I've never been excited for a surgery, but this one I am because I have been recently diagnosed with hyperparathyroidism. Oh. Big word. I meaning. Can break, I can break it down. Get it. Okay. Did you say hyper or hypo? Hyper. Okay, so hyperparathyroidism. Thyroidism. Thyroidism. Okay, so hyper means excessive or overacting. Mm -hmm. Peri means next to, and thyroid is that one gland that produces a lot of stuff that keeps you healthy and keeps you, like, alive. Yes. Uh, So, So, your thyroid's freaking out? So, my parathyroid. The thing next to the thyroid. It's, it's, yeah, um, it's in my neck. Okay. I have, there's four parathyroid glands. And they're like the size of a pea. They're all up in my normal thyroid land. Okay. And one or four of them have tumors. Non-cancerous. 99.9% of the time, they're not cancerous. So basically what that is doing, it's causing my body to kick out a crap ton of calcium. So I have very high calcium in my blood. Which is in turn making me make kidney stones. So this surgery could actually fix It your... will instantly cure me. The second those tumors are out, yeah. I no longer have hyperparathyroidism. I will be cured of it. And I should not have any more issues. I should not make any more kidney stones. Except like the normal amount that right. people and make I, every and once I, in a while. And I shouldn't because my diet is not conducive to it. Okay. So that, you know, that's where they start. What's your diet? How much pop are you drinking? How much coffee are you drinking? Da, 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 da. What's, you know, how much are you peeing? Right. Blah, 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 blah. So I've had probably like six kidney stone surgeries (laughs) and I've also have heart issues and that can be related to the hyperparathyroidism. Oh my god. So I'm hoping this will also take care of my heart issue and I will be like a new human. Holy cow. Yeah. Krishana 6000. Yeah. And I will be Halloween ready at all times because I'm going to have a 6 to 10 inch cut across my neck, which is a little crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but. I'm okay with it, honestly. Okay. Okay. Because I'm like, A, I like scars. It's a weird thing with me. I like people's scars because there's a story. Sure. May not be good. You know, maybe bad things happen. It's okay. Maybe funny. It's a story. Yeah. It may be something they just did something stupid. Semicolons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I've always dig scars. The gnarlier, the better. I like them. They're cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People with scars, yay. Um, and if I'm like, ah, I have a scar, makeup is magical these days. I can Fuck cover yeah. 
that little bad boy up if I want to. Have you seen that uh, Fenty by Rihanna line? Yes. At Sephora? Like, there's a color for everyone. Everybody. Everybody gets a color. You get a foundation, and you get a foundation, and you get a foundation. Woo! I don't even wear foundation, but I'm I'm down. Like, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, so I'm stoked. Uh, I'm really, really super excited to get through the rest of the little tests that they got to do. I got to do a four hour scan. Mm. So that's not fun. Cause I'm like hitting my max limit of getting radiation. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do they have Netflix available while you get scanned? Um, cool. I'm like you can totes get a... bringing in my headphones okay. and having a full charged phone okay. and put on some last podcast. Yeah. And... yeah. I'm just gonna rock it. Okay. Out. And Good. then after that, hopefully we'll be scheduling this. And hey, maybe I get some bonus time off of work. <laughs> yeah. So more time for documentaries. More time for yes. podcasting. More time for Mindhunter. I watched it all. I'm six episodes in. I enjoy it. I, I, I have a strange attraction to the actor that plays Ed Kemper. And I feel weird oh. about that. Oh, pause. Can we talk about a show on Netflix called The Fall? Uh, sure. Okay. So, for anybody who's into, like, the murderer, serial killer, all the good stuff, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Pick me. Pick me. Pick me. Okay. Pick me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, The Fall has delicious Jamie Dorian in it, right? Mm-hmm. He is a serial killer. And... I didn't watch the Fifty Shades movies. Okay. And I had my um, my friend goes, oh, you got to watch this show, The Fall. I'm super weirdly attracted to this guy, even though he's a serial killer. And you, I'm not giving anything away. This is not okay. a spoiler because you legitly know he's the killer. Okay. Right from the get go. Is that the one? Is Jillian Anderson yes. in that too? Okay. I have not seen it, but I know what you're talking about. Very... Very good. Okay. I loved it. I want more. Like if we need a fictional week, we could throw that in or yes. something. Okay. That'd be fun. Yeah. And we can take all this out too if we want to. That's but fine. That's fine. Well, we can make editing decisions just, later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hottie corner uh, of the week. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Welcome. <gasps> this <gasps> is... What's, What's in, in the, the queue? Krishana. Emily. That's us. Yeah. Um, we are not your mom's Netflix. No. New, 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 new. Um, we are coming to you still, again, and always and forever, inside a closet in Indiana. What What are we going to do if I ever move? Um, As long as you still have a closet. Cool. We're good. <laughs> well, um, my hopes are still one day. That my basement will be yes. redone and transformed into our studio, studio. Yeah. where we can have like 15 different podcasts and we <gasps> literally do this all day long. A network. Yes. Yeah, because right now we're operating out of a Vera Bradley bag. That's where I you know. hold all of our podcasting gear. Hey. <laughs> Whatevs. It was cool. on sale at the outlet yeah. store. Don't, don't judge me. Yeah. Today's episode mm. is American Anarchist. Mm-hmm. Now, for once, 
pardon me, this is one that I brought to the table. This is all Emily. Um, I stumbled across this at work. I pulled a Krishana and yeah. I started streaming some, um, some documentaries uh, at work because we're fortunate enough that we can do that. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie, when I first clicked on it, I read the wrong name. I thought that this was the story of William Turner who wrote Uh, the Turner Diaries. And I'm uh, like, fuck yes, let's make fun of some white supremacists. Right. I'm really excited for this. No. No. No, it's okay. But do you know what we do get? We do. We get the story of William Powell. Yes. The author of the Anarchist Cookbook. Yes. And I sent you text messages going, Yes. Should we? Because, which we'll get into a little bit more why I thought because, but basically I was like, I want to make sure that we're responsible. Yes. And with any documentary that we cover or any topic period that we cover, I want to make sure that, that we're being responsible and that we're using the right words and we're talking about the right things and we're not feeding into stereotypes or feeding into any violence or anything like that. Right. You know, we, we joke about things and... Well, and you, you joke about things, like we've said in the past, to take power away yeah. from a thing. Yeah. Um, but this, I mean, not to get punny, but this ticking time bomb is yeah. is a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And to not at least address the idea that Continuing to talk about this book only keeps the book in the ether. Right. I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention it. Yeah. But the story of the author is so fascinating that yes. I, I just, I really wanted to share it with yeah. everybody. Yeah, and I think that if we keep the focus on on him yes, um, I, and not so much like the book. Yeah, and um, I specifically made a note saying I'm not going to list everyone that uses that book because fuck those guys. No, wait, no, list away, but well, we don't... Well, I wanted we're not, to do it yeah. in relation to his reaction to it and his okay. understanding. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yes. Fine. Um, But I... Well, it, let's just get into it and yeah. we'll, we'll throw it in. Yeah. Um, this is a very, um, like, interview, interviewee documentary. Yes. This is one you don't, like, literally have to watch. You can listen to. Which is convenient for watching it work. Right. And it, you know, so, I mean, watch it or don't, because we're going to tell you everything, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but we encourage everybody to watch what we're talking about. Um, but hopefully what we're doing is descriptive enough that if you don't see it, you still understand what is happening with it. And, and we expand on it enough yeah. to um, entertain and educate yeah. and just yeah, go with it. You get the vibe plus, uh, you know, plus a yeah. little more. Like the... This is just our research platform. We yeah. choose the documentary to talk about what we want to talk about. Um, instead of going to this website, that website, this book, that book, da 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 right. We pull just from these documentaries because yeah. I'm a visual learner. I learn way better visually watching and listening to things than I would reading a book any okay. day, hands down. Sullivan Learning Center taught me that. And that's it's <laughs> a good thing to know about yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. If somebody shows me how to do something, I'm going to get it better than if they just tell me or I read about it. Interesting. Yeah. 
I can okay. I can get it a lot faster. See, I, Anywho's, I'm, that's why this is perfect for me. This is great. <laughs> this is great. And I I'm the reader. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're learning. We're growing. Oh. Sharing is caring. Anywho's, let's get into the American anarchists. Yes. Go. <laughs> oh, well, we're done. Bye. <laughs> well, and what I love, I gotta stop hitting the mic. Sorry. What I loved about this documentary is that uh, at its base level, it is a story of a man who wrote a book. Yeah. Not just a man, a 19-year-old man. Yes. Angry, pissed off at yeah. the world. Let's Let's take you back to where William Powell was or Bill um, in the late 60s, early 70s. Um, there's bombings happening all over Did the you country. Know? Did you I didn't know, know that, that didn't... there was so many bombings. Um, there's a lot of protesting. You know, you still have the hippie movement. Um, you got a lot of anti-war stuff going out there. Getting to the point where there's a lot of civil unrest and are they going to have a civil war? Not unlike what is currently happening in our world today. It, it's almost as, oh shoot, I forgot to look up the philosopher, but there was a philosopher who had the idea of uh, thesis, antithesis, and th- synthesis. 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 Woo, haven't even had a lot of wine. Hi, hi, hi. But it's the idea that you have the thesis, you have what is normal, what is standard, mm-hmm. you have its opposite which is being oppressed Mm -hmm. by what is standard what is normal the opposite then takes down the normal and Mm -hmm. the opposite then becomes the new normal yeah and i swear we go through it every 20 to 30 years they were doing it in the 60s we're doing it now you know this world literally goes through the same cycles over and over and over again and, and, again, and so again, I, and I, I often have a hard time when people um, of a more mature age um, talk about it didn't used to be like this. This is the worst it's ever been. I said, can you stop and back up to think when you were younger? Mm-hmm. This was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, think about when your grandparents were younger. That was happening. Yeah. It, it's the same thing. And that I think that's part of why I'm a little disillusioned at times with our politics and our system and all that stuff, because I'm like, it's literally the same vomit coming back out all the time, just a different face. Yes. Um, but let's talk about Bill. Um, he was born in the States. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was, um, he he was uh, a spokesman for the ambassador to the UN. Yes, and when he was when Bill was two, the family moved to the UK. Yes, um, so he's got a little bit of a accent, not too much, but you, hard little to things. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can well, tell he's a, he's a world traveler. Yes, well, and you can tell he probably puts a U in favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he um, so he you know he kind of traveled um, little bit of rebellious nature um as a young man he ended up getting in trouble with school and this and that and the other thing he tells a very cute little story of how he uh lightly pushed the teacher's vehicle down uh, like a little ditch and and, 
Yeah. yeah, an incline. And what did he say in it? Gracefully rolled into a tree. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cute. Um, so he ends up, you know, after school, he leaves. He hitchhikes to New York. Um, right where, smack dab in the Cultural Revolution. Right. And, and he is he is in it. Um, he works for this bookstore that... Um, pushes the boundaries of of what's allowed to be sold and he also talks about you know right in Times square all these adult bookstores and movie stores all Strip these clubs, things just everything. everywhere but yet you know anything that you know talks about anything against the government or things like that that's nin, 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 nin. right so he's growing increasingly angry um, at what he sees and he's really involved in all these movements for bringing a better change and trying to promote peace but now we're getting to the point where all these peaceful things aren't working so let's elevate it up um, escalate escalate escalate. yeah <laughs> and it got to the point where there was going to be a what they called a yippin mm-hmm. and it's like a sit-in for all the yippies which mm-hmm. i think is a derivation of hippies yeah maybe it's like the east coast uh yippie to yeah. west coast hippie like yeah Biggie versus Tupac, or something. it's like the seventies version of a of a hippie. It's like the hippie and the yuppie came together. <laughs> Had a little protest, baby. Yeah. No. So, but everyone got together in Grand Central Station, and they were having this, you know, basically a peaceful assembly mm-hmm. until two dummies got up on top of a clock tower, destroyed some property yeah and then the cops came in yeah and the the way the documentary described it was like looking at news coverage of ferguson like it was just police batons tear gas yeah rubber bullets yeah they were going crazy yeah um so you know and this only fueled him more um to the point where he spent four months writing the anarchist cookbook And he kind of says, you know, his 19-year-old mind was hoping that this would bring about the change that he wanted. And um, so a quick little snippet about the book. Um, It has a lot of talks about revolution and overthrowing and then all the things one may or may not need to wreak havoc Can... <laughs> i wrote a list of all the thing of a lot of the things that are in the book eh, we can i probably... still don't know if i really I'm, want to talk i don't about know it. that we necessarily we we can call them guerrilla tactics yeah how about that yeah i did write down that abraham lincoln quote yes go ahead okay so uh apparently lincoln once said this country with its institutions belongs to the people who inhabit it Whenever they shall grow weary of the existing government, they can exercise their constitutional right of amending it or their revolutionary right to dismember or overthrow it. Yeah. Which is kind of his summation of his book. Like, he wanted to democratize this knowledge. He felt that only the government and these both right and left wing extremist organizations Mm -hmm. had access to how to uh, how to exercise what did Lincoln say exercise their revolutionary rights yeah and he wanted to put that knowledge into the hand of the everyman so that the everyman had as much a chance to to I don't 
want to say fix the world, but that the every man had access to this knowledge. Yes. Just as much as the government. And and he does talk about that pretty much everything that he used in the book was readily already available in the library. Yes. Um, and having, you know, had my hands on plenty of army TMs and right. operational manuals and training manuals. And I, yeah, no, that's all out there. Yeah. It's all public access. Well, and now with the internet, um, all this is out there. Um, We're not going to tell you leave how to it Google alone. it. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. It's none of your business. What, what do mean, we say at the end of every podcast? Don't be a dick? Yeah. Don't. Yeah. exercise the don't be a dick policy yeah so i mean basically it's he put a collection together of all this information and with his 19 year old mind um you know think back to when you were 19 you're a lot more rebellious a lot more i know i know how Mm -hmm. the world works and i'm a grown-up and right Blah, 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 blah. And then you throw in everything that's going on around him. And New York City um, has always been a a big draw to people. And everything is always happening. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly. All it. It's all there. It's a little bit of the whole world all right in one big old city. Yeah. So um, I think just all of that fed into him and he needed to get it all out and this is how he did it yeah um so then he um got in contact with lyle stewart who Mm. is a publisher an interesting publisher um yes he was known for publishing edgy books subversive fringe all that good stuff um he was he was just about it he's like yep here we go let's do it and then it was published um so can I tell him about the uh, publicity stunt? Go. All right. So when the book was published, uh, Lyle Stewart set up a, a, a publicity tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one particular event, had a bunch of reporters. They were talking about the book, how it's necessary for everyone to have this knowledge. Smoke bomb. Yeah. Somebody throws a smoke bomb. Yeah. And Bill Powell remembers looking around the room after coming back up from hiding under a table Mm -hmm. and the only two people that weren't hiding from the smoke bomb was lyle stewart and his administrative assistant yeah and he's pretty certain that lyle organized that Mm -hmm. uh it makes for great headlines yeah you know get it's clickbait before there was clicks right um he uh bill starts getting death threats for Uh this book um and he kind of talks about the um Director uh, Charlie Sis- Siskel? 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 Yes. Charlie Siskel. Um, cause yeah. He asked, you know, did you ever take these notes to the police? And he's like, no, I, I got a gun. He's like, I thought it would be a little hypocritical for the man to write this book. And then he's running to, to the, the same police. people that he's yeah. claiming to um, want to remove. Um, so... Basically, you know, he finds himself in in a in the spotlight. He doesn't really want to be there, um, and I think he quickly regretted doing it already. Um, basically, right after it came out, um, he he talks about going on with his life. He, yeah. he went to college to become a teacher um, of kids with emotional 
um, and learning disabilities. Another one of those. Uh, hey, hey. Yeah. That's uh, that's kind of like you. Like you're not you personally, but him. Yeah. Like oh, you're uh, you're helping somebody with some anger issues. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, yeah. I, well, I, yeah. I, and I and I think a lot of that is. He grew up. Yeah. He oh, matured. I made a flowchart. Ooh, girl, the flowchart we'll, is we'll, flowing. We'll get into my flowchart about uh, young anger kids here in just a second. No, but you're right. He goes to college, becomes a teacher, becomes a dad, yeah. marries a, a, a beautiful woman named Ochin. I yeah. love Ochin. She's Gosh, cute. she's so adorable. <laughs> they travel the world. Um, They go to uh, a lot of places in Africa, a lot of places in Asia. Um, and he not only, um, helps the students, but he's, um, teaching teachers on how to, um, better, um, be informed of children with emotional and learning disabilities and to kind of break the stigma and to really actually help these kids flourish. Yeah. So he does all these wonderful things with his life and, he says over and over and over again, you know, I just kind of pushed it away. I didn't want to think about it anymore. That wasn't me anymore. Um, and I just didn't pay attention. Yeah. You and, know, and this is not the only book he's written. He's written several other books yeah. after it, but this is the one that just keeps coming back and mm-hmm. back and back. Um, let's talk about what, let's, let's talk about, I don't know if you want to get into the specific events that brought the book back to his forethought. Well, because if if we do talk about a couple of them, it would it would flow into my flowchart. Okay. Um. So the director um asks him, uh, when did he become aware that his book? was being used for bad. Right. Um, and he immediately says, Columbine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was in high school during Columbine. Same. Um, I remember they did actually lock us down. Really? Yeah. We're in Indiana? Yeah. Really? Um, they, there was an announcement with a code word. Then all the teachers got on the phone and then, you know, they kind of um, decided to talk to us about it a little bit. And um, 1999, I was a junior still. Okay. That was my freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, can I can yeah. I tell you something about Emily? Yeah. Uh, Emily and some friends got called into the principal's office because one day at lunch, we were overheard talking about how if we had done it, we would have done it better. Oh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we we didn't have plans, okay? Like, I'm not telling you this story to make me sound like an a- Well, I am telling the story to make me sound like an asshole, because I am an asshole. <laughs> but, like, I just remember we had so many discussions about these two dumbasses. Yeah. Because, like... Just, just go fuck yourselves. Like you're yeah. not that fucking cool with your goddamn black trench coat. No. Oh, we're talking about him. I'm sorry. Okay. Focus. You know. I'm sorry. And, and and for me, I I don't remember too much. Just you know, as far as as a kid, but um, 
just more like, I think I was kind of numb to it because I thought, kind of felt like that's not here kind of a mentality. That's not Mm going to happen. Sure. You know, and that was the really first I'd ever heard of something like that. Oh, same. Um, And I grew up in a different situation. I had lost a classmate um, the year before that. Um, so I, I did experience a contemporary death, Got it. but I still felt very removed from what was happening. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, so Bill talks about, you know, obviously being really upset because his life now in 1999 is he's been this teacher and he's been working with all these children. And of course... Um, crushed that, you know, children were being hurt and his book was found in relation to it. Uh-huh. Um, and he said he found out through somebody telling him, hey, this Bowling for Columbine movie's out um, and they talk about your book in there. Yeah. Um, so, but he still just almost kind of shut himself off from it. Um, right. I think. I think he never really allowed himself to feel the feels of it because, you know, I, I think him coming to terms with any ownership or responsibility in that aspect, I think was just too much. And he just didn't, he just pushed it all away. It is a lot, but it, it does bring up the debate of, is it his fault? Right. Um, I mean, he didn't. And we'll go, we'll go into that a little bit. Um, you want to save that towards the end? Yeah. Okay. Just because from there, from talking about Columbine, the director goes into a very long list of things starting from 1976 up to 2013. Yeah. Of lists of um, bad things happening in our country um, and in London that this book was found in relation to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, let's not forget ISIS. Yeah. They're using it too. Yeah. So, um, so uh, and, and you can kind of see his face a little bit. He He's very good at probably hiding his true emotions about it. You know, like he kind of just had this like face of on the inside. He was probably going. Holy crap. Yeah. You know, and that's but, a, that's a heavy thing. Whether he really knew about all these things or not, you know, cause he, they were asking, you know, well, didn't you ever look up? Yeah. And you know, he, oh, he's well, like, I'm in, well, I I'm was in here. Central Africa. I didn't yeah. have internet. I didn't have TV. I didn't and have I phones. think really it was a, probably a little bit of, I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of, well, I am here doing this so his attention was not focused on what was happening in the states right um so i think it was kind of a little combination of both and i get it yeah well it's kind the look that the way i interpreted his look was the ostrich in the sand yeah just buried yeah deep down don't want to know yeah and i do kind of relate to his emotions a lot in things you know um and we'll kind of get into that like he so he sees like his book is up on Amazon. Right. And this is, you know, so now we're in the internet age and his book's on Amazon and he does write a statement saying, this was stupid 19 year old me 
I don't feel this way. I don't think this book is a good idea. I want it gone. Yeah. Basically. Right. It was a little more eloquent in what he said. Sure. But that's the gist of it. You know, he, he wants to get away from this book like the plague. Yeah. Like, he, he is not this book anymore. He is nothing like that 19-year-old kid well, that wrote it. Who in their 60s is the same right. as when you were in your early 20s? Right. If you're the same after that much time, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. You have done something wrong with your life if you were the same person in your mid-60s that you were when, yeah. ni- when you were 19. Yeah. Um, he talks about, you know, um, a little bit of trying to get away from the book and uh, Lyle, um, the oh, Lyle, Lyle Stewart, Stewart, the publisher, he um, actually owned the rights to it, basically. Um, Bill... Um, was getting royalties from it for a long time. And, you know, I totally understood what he was saying. You know, he was dealing with this double-edged sword of, I'm not that guy. I don't want to be anywhere connected to this book. But I'm I'm also struggling financially. My baby's got to eat. this money. Yeah. Um, So I think he, I mean, I really do think that that was something deep in his soul he um was very tormented about um but it came to this uh little section where Lyle's selling his publishing company he's going bankrupt all this stuff so he offers bill um basically to buy him out Mm -hmm. for 10 grand and he took it Mm -hmm. and so I I felt you know that the interviewer was kind of Going at him a little bit. He got very was... aggressive. I feel I, I feel like it was one of those moments where I was taken out of the documentary experience. Yeah. Because this documentarian, and I keep forgetting his name, Charlie Siskel, he was very aggressive with mm-hmm. Bill. And he had, and like Ochin points out in the documentary, he had very leading questions. He yeah. had an end goal yeah. that he wanted to get to come hell or high water. Yeah. And he was going to get Bill Powell to admit it. Yeah. Um, basically like, you know, how, well, how much money did you make off this book? And, um, do you feel responsible for all these things? Um, and, you know, and, and Bill talks about totally, he'd probably made about $45,000 off of it. Which let's be real. That's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money, but you know, he talks about living on a teacher's salary and this and that. And I'm sure, um, traveling to these countries and all that kind of stuff, you know, um, I, you know, he, he took the money. Sure. Um, but I'm not mad at him. Yeah. He, you know, he, he was pushed and pushed and, you know, he does say, yeah, um, in a way I do feel responsible. I mean, I did, I didn't create the things inside of the book, right? but I put the whole thing together but he also does point out that he's not the one that killed people. No, he is absolutely not. No. And I do understand that struggle of, um, you know, his feelings of how responsible am I for it, um, making it a quick, readily available thing. But... Yeah. You're, you're not responsible for somebody doing it. No, you're not. Well, and it... Exactly. At the risk of sounding like 
Fox News, you know, if he hadn't have written it, somebody else would have just sat in a library reading these well, TMs. Right. Like, and we are to the point of internet age, and you can find anything and everything on the internet. I learned how to change doors and faucets and light fixtures. Right. <laughs> you know. You know? I learned how to, like, highlight my cheekbones <laughs> and make it look like I only have one chin. Anywho. You know, so... And that's, you know, that's where I started going, okay, so Emily, is this us promoting that as well? And that's kind of, that point in the film is kind of where I was like, I, I, could tell, I, I yeah. felt his same struggle in that moment of, is this a responsible thing to talk about? Right. And I think it could go either way. Yes, are we further keeping it? alive like bill does not want this alive but yet he also did the documentary which right. is also further keeping it alive but i think he ne- just needed to explain himself a little bit I, right. I think for his own peace of mind and to just really like this is me now i'm not this guy and, well and i mean let me i'm yep. gonna get into the flow chart get now because this, chart, this is a good okay so bill brings up the point that you know Everyone, when they're young, like we were talking earlier, they know exactly how to fix the world. They yeah. know exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. And there are some people who are who are young, angry kids. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people are young, angry kids. A lot of people are young, angry kids. <laughs> and it's one of those sliding door situations where you have a choice in life. Mm-hmm. You have two paths that you can take. Yeah. You can take the Bill Powell path. Yeah. Uh, and you can, you know, write a book and be pissed off at the world and then go get a great career as a teacher serving underserviced kids and who also have anger and emotional issues who need help processing that Mm -hmm. so that they don't take that other path that Bill didn't take. That path that those two fuckheads in, in Colorado took and Everybody else that's used this book, I'm not even yeah. using their names. Yeah. These fuckheads that used this book to hurt innocent people, right. they took that other path mm-hmm. of violence and anger mm-hmm. and hatred. And they took that fear leads to anger, leads to hate, leads to the dark side. Like, yeah. the, there are the two paths that you can take. Yeah. And I think by talking about Bill Powell, yeah. we are promoting... The light path. Right. And not the dark path. Yeah. We are skywalkering the shit out of it. Uh, like the, well, okay, so like, but we're like Luke oh and gosh. laying it. Wait, We're wait, not Ben wait. soloing this. Wait. Um, <laughs> I will, um, actually you on this. I you, do apologize. I know. My queen of the nerds. Like, Emily, you could have the most detailed... Star Wars podcast that I think would even mess with the most Star Wars fanatically fanatic. Like, they'd be like, holy crap, this girl just blew me out of the water. (laughs) And it's extra awesome that you are a girl because this is, you know, not just stereotype things, but it's typically like... Don't, Don't say it's a boy thing. Well, Don't but say you know, that's thing. the stereotype of that it's... We're changing it. Right. We're changing but it. But you know what I mean? Like, when you think of, like, somebody's <laughs> being super into this yeah. space, galactical, good versus evil storyline of the world, 
are, are you saying it's a little weird that I'm like a half elf who in D and D who really likes Star Wars? And I, I was gonna keep your D and D out of this. No, no, y'all. I just leveled up to the eighth level. I just got like fourth level spells, y'all. I am going bonkers as a half elf druid. Meaner, meaner, meaner. Nerd alert, nerd alert. I ain't even mad. I love okay. you though, and that is that is part of why I love you so much because <laughs> you are like so detail oriented into the things that you love that you can no you can shut down Krishana at at her basic elementary knowledge of the Star Wars world. Yeah. I, I but you. anyways, okay. I, I break but, I break it down to simple terms of light good versus evil. Yes. Luke, uh, anywho, let's yeah. get off of freaking Star Wars. Sorry because... about that. No, but it is. But it when you are young and you are growing up, you have the choice. Yeah, and circumstances can influence those choices. But at the end of the day, it's still a choice. Always. Um, I want us to be more like Bill Powell. When we have, when we had that opportunity mm-hmm. to exercise violence against innocent people, I want us to not. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's too much to yeah. ask, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to, it is always your choice um, to feed into your own anger and insecurities and feed into other people's anger and I think especially important right now, um, again, we are in this cycle again of turmoil with our country, with ourselves, with our neighbors at some points. And, and, you know, to just really not forget that we are human and, um, you know, Bro. this state isn't, it's not going to stay this way. We're, we're going. We're, we're all in this together. Yeah. And, and maybe if we can all pull our heads out of our butts a little bit, maybe we don't have to do this cycle again in another 20 years. <gasps> what? You know, yeah. I'm just saying. Break the wheel. I know. You know? Um, <laughs> what? Okay. So <laughs> as we're kind of wrapping this up, yeah. uh, towards the end of the documentary, um, you know, the documentarian asked Bill about, the next book that he wrote after the anarchist cookbook and and Bill wrote a book called the first casualty. It's from the point of view of, pardon me. I don't remember the guy's first name, but it's, it's Princip. It's the Mm -hmm. dude that shot Archduke Franz Ferdinand that started world war one. And Bill describes it as this, uh, he's this impressionable adolescent. He's crafted this identity about himself. And even though his intentions are good, they're misguided. And he just happens to light a spark that burns the world down. Yeah. And my favorite part of the whole, the whole documentary is the documentary and going, and does that kind of sound like you? Yeah. Like just a little bit? Like, yeah. It's, it, it ends up being that, you know, Bill is this Prometheus, this, you know, he opens Pandora's box. He, yeah. he, he coalesced this book of evil, basically, if yeah. you want to get light yeah. and dark on it, fine, whatever. Um, but he coalesced this knowledge into one book and, and it, like any tool, it, it's just in, it's, it all depends on whose hands it's in. Exactly. Um, and, and, and that is the overriding theme too. you know, 
your 19-year-old brain is not your 60-year-old brain. Better not be. Um, and you still have the choice. Um, the information, the control, the thoughts, all these things, you know, at the end of the day, it's still your choice. Yeah. Are you going to do harm to someone else um, or are you going to bring about peace and light? Like. Like Bill did, you yeah. know, working to help affect teenagers that yeah. could have gone down that alienated and emotionally isolated yeah. path and pull them back from that. Basically, don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Yeah. Um, and we talk about a lot, you know, because we choose heavy freaking topics to talk about. I'm getting asked, are all of your podcasts going to be dark? And depressing. I don't think this one's going to make anybody cry. No. No. We didn't have a lot of joke, 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 jokes in here. This, um, this, yeah. But... This is a deep one. Oh, hey. Yeah. Um, can I tell you a funny story? Yeah. Uh, first time I watched the documentary, I didn't... I skipped through the end credits. Yeah. I missed the part where Bill Powell died. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, R.I.P. Bill. <laughs> I didn't know either. You know? <laughs> Yeah, no, apparently... sad face emoji. Apparently, about a year after they started filming, he passed away. And that's why Ochin went ahead and wanted the documentary done in his honor to to get his side of the story out. Well, that just made me super sad. Don't cry. This is the episode where nobody cries. Krishana. Krishana. You know... Yeah. Well, thank you, Bill, for... um, changing your life yeah um and helping to change a lot of other people's lives and like we talk about a lot if you're having thoughts and feelings of doing harm to yourself or doing harm to others um get help yeah if you know somebody that is going through that kind of stuff um don't just shut them out um Try and get them some help. I need to start putting up that hotline number yeah. in our show notes. Yeah, we wanna um we wanna make sure, you know, this is hey, you know this is new to us. This is uh, this, this will I mean, be this episode is super cash. What? Seven? Seven ish? Seven. Yeah, because uh homeboy and then homegirl yeah. are gonna be five and six and then yeah. Yeah. Um this is literally the seventh time we've done this. Yeah. So we're growing, we're changing, we're learning. Um, who knows? This whole show could evolve into something else. Who knows? Who knows? We're, we're just going to have to keep listening to find out. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But um, we want to um, be putting up information up on our socials, um, such as Suicide Prevention Hotline. Yep. Um, with our other past episodes, um, like with... Uh, Dear Zachary, um, putting up the information for the website for that, we, you know, so blah, 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 blah. We got a lot of work to do. We're trying to get our ish together. We're getting there. We are both parents, Full t- spouses, full-time working moms, full-time workers. Um, this is, this is just our side love. Yeah. Um, and we're new to it. So bear with us. Um, and, and Hey, give us suggestions on, um, if you think we could do something different, better, you want to hear something, let us know. Hit us yeah. up on the socials. We are at what's in the queue on anything you could think yeah. of. Yeah, what's in the queue at Gmail. 
Yep. Um, Send us an email. Hey, rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. I know there's uh, some Android users out there, but uh, I don't know how you review stuff on there. But iTunes users, hey, holler at your girls. Yeah, I'm an Androider, and I don't know how to like us. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> oh, you betcha. Don't you know? Okay. Um, <sighs> yeah. So, again, we don't know what we're going to do next. Um, Let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. If there's something super saucy that you want, um, we're, we're up for it. Um, yeah. Try to keep it in documentary land. Yeah. Um, but we're, 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 we love a good dialogue. Let's talk. You know? Yeah. Who, who knows what we can talk about? <laughs> um, and again, be cool. Be cool. Don't, Don't be, be a dick. dick. Um, we're going to love each other. Let, let shit go, man. Yeah, man. Let, let the world. How many roads? Nope. Nope. Can't afford that. Let it go. <laughs> let it go. Don't Look, you- I wasn't allowed to sing so many songs on part one. I just want to sing them. Uh, like we're just gonna have one episode where I sing three seconds of every song, and can we talk about bonus content that Emily decided <laughs> she was gonna throw in the confession tapes part one? Um, if you if you didn't hear it, go back and check it. Too out. bad. Too bad. Go back Don't and check it out. To it. It's definitely Don't. still on the internet forever. <laughs> it's forever, and so now I'm going to forever be very cautious on what I let <laughs> slip out of my mouth when this microphone is on. Um, that being said, we love you guys. We love you so much. Um, if anybody wants to donate money to me so I can get a Frenchie, I've been obsessed with this Frenchie. She's talking about bulldogs, not kisses. <sighs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, there. Can I just say, can I just talk about this specific dog? Okay, Krishana, to talk about herself in the third person... She is in love with French Bulldogs. I love them with my whole heart. I've been stalking a bulldog place. Um, I've, I've been dealing with this chick for over a year now. We're friends. She lives in Canada, eh? Um, and she has this one baby left that none of us can believe has not been scooped up. His name is Meatloaf. And he is all black. And he is so wrinkly and fresh. And I'm like, I literally talk about this dog every day to people. This is true. I love him. And I cry in my heart that I'm not rich enough to just drop the kind of cash that it costs for a Frenchie. Um, but one day soon, I will have a Frenchie. And he will go everywhere with me. In a little purse. No, I'm just going to carry him around. Oh, okay. I'm going to get him like maybe a little like, you know, like the baby carriers. Oh, you're getting a Frenchie Bjorn. Yes. And I will love him and I will squeeze him and I will He'll, kiss him. He will be your little squishy. He'll just be my little baby. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I keep saying like, um, is it ethical for me to start a GoFundMe to raise money for this dog? No. But Why don't you in go- my mind, I want to because he would be emotional support for me with all my surgeries and all these things happening. And I just need him in my life. That's fair. You could keep selling plasma. I have seriously considered doing plasma. We talked about doing plasma for, to, your, for tattoos. For your tattoos, yeah. And I'm thinking, 
you know, how many times will they let me donate plasma in a month? I think you get doing twice. good deals, good cause, not goodwill, um, but <laughs> getting paid so I can get my baby. Oh my okay. god. We gotta wrap this up. I gotta I go get the kids in up. bed. I wanna talk about it forever. <laughs> Anyways. I can um, leave the microphone on and you can keep talking about your Frenchie voice. I would end up singing again and <laughs> and we're never letting that happen again. Um but anywho's um we will see you next week and again yes. hit us up on all the socials. Tell us if you like us, tell us what you want. Yeah. Um you know, we're just here in a closet yeah. all alone we're to just, ourselves. We need you. We're just what's in the queue. Yeah. Yeah. We just want to hear what you got to say. Yeah. As long as it's nice, nice. Yeah. All right. Okay, Love bye. you. Bye. Bye.